The Siren by Alison Bruce Read by Jonathan Broadbent 1. It was the red of the match heads that caught her eye. Staring into the kitchen drawer, Kimberly Guyver had no doubt that the matchbook had been there since the day she moved in, and she didn't see how she could have overlooked it. Its cover was bent back, so she picked it up and folded it shut. Its once familiar design consisted of nothing more than two words, printed in gold on black, in a font that she happened to know was called Harkwill. It said, Rita Club. She folded both hands around the matchbook, cupping it out of sight. She could feel the high-gloss card smooth against her palms. It reminded her how long it had been since her hands had been that silky, her nails as polished. It reminded her of Calvin Klein perfume, of impractical shoes, of sweat and vodka shots, and the pounding bass that had drowned out any attempt to reflect on the mess she was currently in. Maybe the matchbook hadn't been hiding, because maybe she hadn't been ready to notice it until now. She leant an elbow on the draining board, then plucked a match from one end of the row. It lit at the second attempt. She held it to the corner nearest the R for Rita. The card curled before succumbing to a lazy green flame. She wondered if it was toxic and realised the irony if it was. It burnt slowly until the flame reached the match heads, which then ignited with a sharp, bright burst. She dropped the remnants of the matchbook into the sink and kept watching it, determined to witness the moment when it finally burnt itself to nothing. It was down to merely ash and a thin plume of smoke when the voice from the doorway startled her. Mummy? She took a moment to wipe her face and hands, long enough for him to speak to her again. This time his voice was slightly more insistent. Mummy! He looked at her with a gaze that implied he knew far more than he was capable of knowing at two and a half, and she immediately felt guilty. Riley, she answered, using the same urgent intonation. She held out her hand. Come and watch Thomas while I take a shower. She paused by the window, noting the afternoon sun was now low over Cambridge's Mill Road Cemetery, its glow picking out the wording on the south and west-facing headstones, casting the others in deep shadow. It was hot for June, and any areas where the ankle-high grass grew without shade had already taken on the appearance of a hay meadow. The burial ground was shared between thirteen parishes. She knew this because she knew the cemetery better than anywhere else, better than any other part of town, better than any of the many places she had briefly called home, even the one that had lasted for six years, or this current one where she'd lived for three. She knew the curve of each footpath, and she had favourite headstones. Plenty marked with wife of the above, but none, she noticed, marked husband of the below. Lots, too, who fell asleep. And if marriage carried kudos, so did age. In some cases a mark of achievement, and in others a measure of loss. She loved some stones for their ornate craftsmanship.
others for their humble simplicity.